You are now tuned in to The Laker Apologists with Marlon Brand. What's going on, peeps? How's everybody doing this wonderful, wonderful day? I just wanted to have a discussion to talk about my boys last night, the Lakers. Now, listen, man, we've been getting a lot of backlash the last couple of weeks with our inconsistent play. Is LeBron James going to be in the lineup? Is he out of the lineup? Where's AD's head at? Can we get the old AD from the New Orleans days to get um, to start playing some real basketball? The 30, 10, and 11 guy that used to go ham in the paint. Now this guy's playing soft. He's starting to look like a Kevin Love. Uh, what's Russell Westbrook has been doing? He's been pretty consistent lately, man. Wait till I go off of some of the numbers from last night. Team is playing a little better. Actually, we're looking good without AD. Isn't that weird how teams sometimes look better without a star player on the court? I mean, that happens, but it is what it is, man. But this is the Laker Apologist. Listen, man. In this podcast, I want you to sit back, get you something to smoke, get you something to drink. I got my nice Dutch right here, and I got my coffee, and I'm ready to talk. So, last night, LeBron James gave you another beautiful, beautiful performance with the triple dub. My boy last night dropped 30, 11, and 10. He was 12 for 20 from the field goal, 3 for 4 for free throws, 3 for 7 for the three-point line. But he still had them six turnovers. And we got to work on them turnovers, LeBron. But other than that, what's the Westbrook? You listen, man. Skip, you messing me up. Because sometimes I'll be wanting to say Russell Westbrook. I'll be trying to be professional and say this man's name the right way. Russell Westbrook. He did his thing last night, um, 19-7-5. He was 50% from the floor. And um, he shot no threes. How amazing. But he still had five turnovers. But, you know, like one thing Skip said, you know, even though he's been cutting down on his, uh, you know, how he's been handling the ball as far as turning it over, and he's been playing uh, way more efficient than he has in the beginning, I still, and I truly believe this, I stand by this, what Skip said this the other day. He said, you know what? It's going to come a moment in the playoffs or a moment in a, in a big game down to, uh, towards the end of the season where Russell Westbrook is going to make a big mistake and a turnover is going to cost you guys a game. And Russ is going to be Russ. He's going to look at it and say, hey, it's just a game. Let's go on about it the next day. You see some of the quotes that people post out there about Russell Westbrook. The guy really, I mean, he makes it seems like, you know, I'm just here to have fun. This is my passion. I just want to play ball. But at the end of the day, everybody's goal in the NBA is to at least get an NBA championship, right? Now, we know Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden all went to the, the finals against LeBron James in them back in, I believe, it was uh, 2010 or 11. One of, those, one of those years, I'm not quite clear, but that's when they played the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, we all know the story, the LeBron meltdown and all that. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. They, 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 I think it's 2010 when they played OKC. They played the Dallas Mavericks the following year. Yeah, so when they played OKC... We remember when uh, the Miami Heat and LeBron James and all of them, and they took them down, man. I mean, that was LeBron James' first championship. Uh, Russell Westbrook at the time, a lot of people was looking at him back then, and they weren't saying the things they were saying today. They were just saying, this young man is explosive. This young man has a lot of potential. And even for me, when Russell Westbrook got that injury, man, I thought it was all over. But this is one thing that that I've always said about this guy. I've never seen anybody come back from the MCL, ACL tear and play better. 
And you know what? I'm lying. That happened in the NFL with Adrian Peterson. I remember when Adrian Peterson um, tore his um, ACL and this guy came back. And I think that's when he had like his best season after that. So some people, you know, depending on your genetics, some people are, are very uh, gifted and blessed in that area. But uh, other than that, you know, when he played it, nobody gave him the harsh criticisms. It wasn't until he started getting the triple doubles. Isn't that crazy? It wasn't until he started getting the triple-doubles. You got to excuse the little bit of sound you hear back. I'm getting my Dutch and everything together. But it wasn't until Russell Westbrook started getting the turnovers. I mean, started getting the triple-doubles and, and um, you know, having these amazing seasons where he's averaging triple-doubles. Then people started bringing up the fact that he's a turnover king and that he doesn't um, handle the ball very efficiently. And this is a pattern that you real, that, that I realize and I now see when it comes to sports. They always want to create a narrative or create a story around a person other than just saying this guy's playing basketball. He's playing at an elite level. They always want to create a narrative. That's what Skip and Shannon's show is about, uh, Undisputed. They, they're they there to create narratives around certain stories, give you the drama and give you all of the hoopla and the effects. But here at the Laker Apologist, I'm just breaking it down to you, let you know that I feel like my Lakers are in a bad position this year. I'm not about to give you any stories about anybody's personal life. I'm not about to talk about what a person needs to be doing in the locker room. None of that kind of stuff. No. I'm giving you eye tests, what I see on the court. And what I see is LeBron James, soon to be uh, 36 years old, I believe. Um... I think 37, actually. Yeah, I think he's going to be 37 um, in December. He shares the same birthday with Tiger Woods. Um, he's going to be 37 years old, and he's going to have to carry a Laker team. Now, this wasn't the goal when we initially got AD. When we initially got AD, the goal was, okay, AD, we're going to bring you over. You and your dominant self, quote-unquote. We're going to bring you over, and this is going to help alleviate LeBron's stress as far as uh, you know playing huge minutes down the stretch. In the playoffs and in the season, uh, the Russell Westbrook in the offseason was was supposed to be even more of a like. Here, LeBron, we're going to give you even more of a cushion. We're going to bring in Russell Westbrook, and we're going to definitely be able to run, you know, run some 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 plays with you on the bench and them them two out there holding it down. Now things haven't turned out that way, for the simple fact that the Lakers just haven't figured out how to gel together. And I think one of our biggest issues is our perimeter defense and just our inconsistency in shooting and our shot selections. Um, people don't understand that shot selection is huge. That's why I'm, I'm a huge NBA 2K uh, player. And, uh, you know, a lot of times whenever you uh, shoot a jump shot, whatever, you know, they have the, uh, the shot meter. And it'll let you know, sometimes it'll read at the top and let you know, oh, shot too early, late release, early release. Um, great shot, whatever, right? And they show you that because there is, in the NBA, there is, this is what separates you and makes you professional. This is why you have to shoot a thousand shots when you practice. Um, this is why you hear stories of, of Curry making a hundred plus threes in a row. Um, it's because you really have to practice and be dedicated and find your spots on the court. If you go and look at it, every NBA player, I'm pretty sure you can look at a chart and see where each individual player is, where they feel most comfortable um, shooting from. And with the Lakers, it just seems like we as a team are not going to our, our go-tos. Uh, LeBron James, okay, last night he was three for seven from three points. Um, 
But I mean, tomorrow night, LeBron, I mean, you may not be um, feeling it. And then once you see you don't have it going, one thing I noticed about the Lakers is that we forced the issue. We'll jack up so many threes and not realize that we don't even have it going, that we need to play a better inside game, that we need to be shooting more two-pointers, that we need to be creating more screens for uh, for AD, um, setting picks, getting to the basket. I mean, there's a lot of different plays that I just see that it kind of uh, causes Frank Vogel to kind of rear his ugly little head like, oh, Frank, I'm trying not to put any of the onus on you because the players have to get it right. You're running the plays. But now that we're starting to sit back and actually see what's going on, a lot of us aren't quite sure that uh, Frank Vogel is running, uh, setting the right lineups up. Uh, we don't know. It seems like they're still trying to figure it out here in the season. And the Lakers right now, they're in the position of, uh, they're in the sixth seed right now. They're only, uh, I believe they're like two games. No, they're one game behind the Clippers right now and two games behind Memphis for the fourth spot. So, I mean, if we could just play consistent, remember, we lost to Memphis the other night without their two-star players. They had two-star players that was out, and we still lost to them. Shout-out to Jerron Jackson. That boy was cooking. But like I said, for the most part, man, with my Lakers, I'm just trying to find a – I'm trying to find some positives that I could point out about them. Like, I'm definitely – I'm glad that LeBron James is showing at the age 36, about to be 37, that, hey, I still got it. Last night, he dropped 28, 8, and 8. Well, like, I think five blocks. LeBron was snapping last night. I, and I and I always would give that to LeBron. But at the age he's at, it has to get to a point to where he can be on the bench. Um, this load management stuff, I just going to be discussions that you're going to be hearing about load management now. Some people are, are for it. Some people are against it. I'm old school. I'm like, man, play basketball. You get paid millions and millions of dollars to play basketball. Play basketball. There's no... The load management is your days off. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're playing basketball every night, but you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to make sure that your body is in shape and that you have the endurance, the stamina to go out there and make sure that you play basketball. So with the Lakers right now, I think that we definitely have a a, a good chance to to make some noise. I mean, we're in the sixth spot. It's not like we're out of the, uh, the seating. It's not like we're in the eighth spot. So we definitely have a chance to make some things happen. It's just can we be consistent in doing so? Um, everybody's want to shout out Frank Vogel needs to be fired. Nah, I'm not going to say anything like that. I like what Frank Vogel's doing. He's just trying to make it work. LeBron, remember, LeBron was the one that put this team together. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was the one that put this team together. He wasn't the one that was, uh, I mean, Frank Vogel wasn't the one. I mean, we know that, you know, he made some decisions, but Frank Vogel wasn't, um, Nah, we can't we can't put all of the onus just on him. LeBron James, we know at the end of the day, LeBron James has a lot of say in what takes place in um, his team's management of players and when it comes to um, trading, adding players to the team. Like right now, one of the discussions is Miles Turner. Miles Turner is an awesome, awesome offensive player, big man, could play the defense, shoot the three, um, shoot the mid-range. I mean, he's good on the switching, switching on defense. I mean, I, I like Miles Turner. That'll be great. But who will we give up? Who are you gonna give up for Miles Turner? Are you gonna give up the Malik Monk? Malik Monk just started looking real good. He's showing a lot of consistency. That stroke is really starting to play his part in our lineup. You want to get rid of Malik Monk? What are you gonna do? You're not playing Bays more. Austin Reeves is showing some consistency. Maybe we could package an Austin Reeves, Bays more with a Tht. 
I'm pretty sure we could package something real nice. We got the Trevor Ariza's over there. We got the Kendrick Nunn's. What do you need? We could package up something real, real nice for them and send them that for Miles Turner. But that's neither the case. Like I said, the Lakers right now, the record is, uh, they got them sitting at the sixth seed. That's all, that's all we're going to work. We're sitting at the sixth seed, one game behind the Clippers, two games behind Memphis for the fourth spot. The reason why I'm not even mentioning <laughs> the number one spot, because I, that's the Phoenix Suns, and they're like, uh, they only have three losses. Yeah, we're at like 14, so that's not even, let's not, unless we just go on some amazing run. Other than that, I don't know. But there's going to be a big test coming up for us on December 15th. We play against the Dallas Mavericks. That is going to be a very interesting game. That game there alone is going to be a huge test for us. The reason why I say this is because the Dallas Mavericks, Porzingis has been playing good. Luka Doncic, he's been a, he's still doing his thing. A lot of people like to joke about him being out of shape and everything. But I say, yo, Luka's doing his thing. I can't. He's still shining. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's going to be a tough game for us. Dallas gets real physical on offense. I mean, they running gun, shoot. You got Porzingis sliding everywhere, going to the three, and he's playing much better this season um, as long as he can stay healthy. I think this is going to be one of those games where we actually see LeBron and um, the Lakers really have to dig deep and find what's going to help you win these games in these crucial moments. Um, where, where, How can you guys really dig deep and, 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 and reach into that, to that place to say, you know what? We going all out. We, we we about to we we about to hit him with the Thunderbird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My uncle used to hit that Thunderbird, and he used to go ham on the dance floor. You know what I'm saying? So the Lakers, I need you to hit that Thunderbird, not literally, but I need you to hit that Thunderbird in a in a in a metaphysical way, in the clutch. And I need y'all to play great basketball. Great win against the Orlando Magic, but at the end of the day, it's the Orlando Magic. You know what I'm saying? Certain teams, I mean, good win against OKC, but at the end of the day, it's OKC, and they didn't have Shea Gidgers Alexander. You just lost to Memphis the other night because they're a tough team, and they didn't have two other stars. So there's some, some accountability that we're we're still uh, looking for from our players. So I'm just looking, you know, for my Lakers to play much better as the season progresses, and then and hopefully AD can come back and we can get an aggressive AD. I hope he's hearing the chatter out there. I hope he's hearing the chatter out there because, A.D., we need that 30, 11, and 10. We need that. We need that. All right, it's your boy Marlon Brand. It's the Laker Apologist, man, till I chop it up with you again. Peace. Hey, 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 what's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, just another beautiful morning here, ready to get into our discussion crazy stuff taking place right now in the world. I know a lot of people are kind of like, you know, it's kind of witnessing history a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And to an extent, I mean, it's not as extreme, I would think, as propagated as the uh, Iraq war was, Afghan, back in the days. But this is a pretty interesting, um, you know, situation we're in right now, just in the news with the Ukraine um, and Russia engagement. Um, me and Jeff kind of been talking on some uh, preliminary stuff, just kind of preparing the show and getting it together. Uh, we're just excited to be back here, man. How's everything been with you? I'm just doing well, doing well, man. Just um, going, you know, trying to stay up with all the all the craziness that's going on. Um, it seems like everything um, is coming to a head. It is uh, not just with Ukraine, but uh, just how you know 
how this administration is is equipped um, to lead this country is coming to a head. Um, I mean, the banking system, all of that is coming to oh, a head. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing um, the, I guess, the display of the crumbling of an old regime. Um, and that old regime is a central banking system. And yeah. we're able to see this live, which is scary. Um, and in some areas are made to look more scarier than they really are. And I think that that is what we're seeing in Russia right now. I mean, not Russia, but in Ukraine right now, where uh, they're acting like it's an all-out war. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny because Putin, you know, they make him seem like this real evil. And I'm not saying he's a good guy. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he treats his well, people right. The propaganda, you know how it <laughs> propagated. But I don't think we really know. Um, you know, I mean, I know, I know he's a very strange leader. I mean, this guy is like a black belt in jujitsu. He he's a he's an avid. He works out. I mean, he yeah, a, I've seen that. I've seen him like in the wild, riding a bear and all. That. Yeah, man, he's like. <laughs> He, he's a he, you know he's a different breed i mean he of, of leadership um you know not to say that i you know i like his decisions or i like him or or what he stands for but but i can tell you that um we um as a nation had russia under control during the last administration oh yeah yeah, relationships. See, power respects power. You know, I'm just going to book yep. my, my power respects power. And that's one of the things that the last administration with Trump and them, it was kind of like, you know, I'm coming to you like a man. What do you want? What do you need from us? How can we best resolve this? And, you know, I, you know, my country, I want to remain number one. You want to remain number one in your, in your eyes. So how can we best come to a solution? I think right now, though, with Biden being in there, this was a... a uh, the preeminent time for them to strike. Uh, I was listening to a podcast last night. We'll get right back into it. Is sure. uh, General Seti. He was talking about uh, how he seen some news a year ago, how they were already preparing for this uh, attack, which which is taking place right now today. How uh, it was already kind of, you know, putting the pieces together, kind of seeing. And, I, and from how I'm looking at it, it's like Putin was probably thinking to himself, like, yo, if this, if, if this administration comes in, with all their bull crap, and we know they're underhanded, you know, plays that they like to play when it comes to the Democratic Party. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna do what I need to do. But uh, yeah, it, it, deep into it, that. But you can continue on. Well, it, and that on that point, um, what what Europe, Germany, France, and America, uh, basically, what they're saying and what they want to do would be the same thing. Just imagine that. Um, Mexico allowed Russia to build a, a strip, maybe five or six military bases right at the border of America and Mexico. Yeah. What would you think? What would you think is about to happen? Right. What do you, yeah. And that's exactly what Europe wants. They want to build NATO bases in throughout that whole region of of ukraine yeah and what 
what basically what Russia's saying is, no, you're not going to build a um, these people don't like us. You don't want me around. And you think that I'm going to allow that to happen. Yeah, because it's like it's, it's the uh, it's the maps. See, if a lot of people don't understand these maps, if you look at uh, how these NATO countries are positioned, they're kind of positioned in a way that puts Russia. That's kind of like if anything ever pops off, y'all automatically got us. You know what I'm saying? Through through trade, through being able to strike whenever you want to strike. Like Putin, like, nah, I'm not about to be. <laughs> I'm not about to succumb to that. Yeah. And, and, like, and he knows that the reason why they, they want to put NATO troops there is because that Ukraine is so um, rich yeah. in just everything that they do. Yeah, big time. Big time. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I mean, I was like, I was telling you, I was looking at some stuff the other day and I was just like, uh, Man, their resources, if this was true, I'm like, their resources are just, I was, I see why. And, and, and for Putin, he's like, hey, I can't let you, you know, get that. Big. I mean, this this is rightfully, that's the, rightfully when it was the Soviet Union. I mean, people don't understand, like, that was all in, in, inclusive. So he's actually looking at it like, yo, I'm just taking back. I know we said what we said back in the day as far as letting y'all become your own and do your own thing but i, I want that back <laughs> you know exactly saying? and that i think big <laughs> I you know big. and i i think also the one thing that's not being spoke about um in in the media is that america uh obama clinton and biden all have uh, very bad ties to Ukraine, and they, you know, in in the in the mid 2000, 2014, 2013, they did, they basically create, they sent in the CIA, and they created a coup to get the government to overthrow the government that was in Ukraine, which that government was very pro Russia. Because you got to remember, Ukraine was Russia, right? And so after the fall of Russia, it became its own country. Yeah. But but Ukraine is so close to Russia that you, somebody in Ukraine has Russian family that lives in Russia. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, and and then another thing was also when it did when when Russia knew that it was going to fall and become an independent state, um, they sent in a lot of Russians too. So they were like, let's get a whole bunch of Russians in there before it becomes a state so that we could have some kind of influence in that state as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've been going back and forth, but that's between Russia and Ukraine. (laughs) Yeah. Like America. See, this is why I I always feel like this about when it comes to a war, like, like you said, it's just plain. That's their war. I yeah. mean, America trying to get in there, and all these, uh, you know, these other uh, NATO countries are trying to band together with these sanctions and things like that. And like Biden said the other day, oh well, you know, we don't expect anything to be happening right away. As soon as we put the sanctions, it's something that's going to be a, a long effect. Now you think about this. Uh, uh, he just put in position all the nuclear team and everything. He's putting everything on high alert on Vladimir Putin right now. 
So everybody's on high alert right now. It's kind of like, hey, well, what is this guy about to do? Now, you're telling this guy, I'm going to collapse your economy. And he already told you, don't, if any of these other countries get in, in, in a fear, there's going to be uh, hell to pay pretty much in, in layman's turn. Yeah. You're telling this guy, I'm going to collapse your economy. He's over here trying to do, this. this is me and this guy's beef. You over here trying to jump in on, on, on this beef, and I'm looking at it right now. The U.S. I mean, our our main connection with Ukraine is the Keystone um, exports. Right now, we get some fats and oils, some um some articles of metals and things like that from them. But it's kind of like, why are you even getting involved? Like, just just let that be. I mean, whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a something we need to be trying to. And, our, and our, we're not sending any troops or anything in, but. Who knows this? Because this this is the thing that that, that I that I don't like about war, and and I, even though I, I respect what's happening with war, I don't like the little uh, subgroups that get created out of these wars in these different countries. Because that's what ends up happening. These little um, regimes, these little uprisings, starts taking place, and you start forming little cliques like we had back with Afghanistan, like the Taliban and yeah. um, ISIS. All of these different. Because what happens is there's people that really feel with Vladimir Putin's feeling about taking back Ukraine just on the, on a lower level. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with Ukraine, they're trying to defend on a lower level. So it's kind of, it just brings a whole bunch of that kind of mess, I feel like, in the future. But Well, what happened, I mean, you just named, basically every group that you named, we funded as America mm -hmm. without knowing it. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell. They never told us that we were we were funding ISIS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that, that those that those military um, uh, the military equipment and the guns and everything that they were using um, over there was American. They never told us that we sold it to them. Mm -hmm. We never. They never. You know. They didn't say that we. You know. We. I don't think we used to fund. The Taliban when the Taliban when Russia was trying to take Afghanistan, um, so we funded them uh, like in the I want to say like in the in the eighties, yeah, you know yeah. during during mm -hmm. the the Russian and America you know the the Cold War, mm -hmm. um, but then we basically turned our backs on them and 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 left them alone, um, and then all of a sudden we wanted we wanted Afghanistan back, and so we went there and we took. And we made the Taliban evil now when mm -hmm. when actually the Taliban uh, did. I mean, I'm not saying they were nice to women and, and non Muslim people, but they they didn't want anything to do with the opioid opium and they eliminated all of the um, opium trade out of Afghanistan. As soon as America came in, what happened? Our open opioid epidemic ran rapid around yep. the world, not just yep. in America, around the world, all because American troops went in there, dismantled the Taliban, and then protected and, and let the farmers start farming opium again and getting that opium out. Some people even believe that the military helped with that. And no, that yeah. was a, a lot yeah. of the money that we were the, using. I got the, uh, the facts right here. For the past 20 years, the U.S. government and, and other countries have financed the vast majority of the Afghan government's non-military budget in every center of the fighting force that melted to the Taliban so quickly in August of 2021. So this is a report right here. I just typed it right in. 
and, yeah. and it pulls it up. Like it said, when did the U.S. support the Taliban? President Barack Obama, the troop surge in 2009 helped push back the Taliban, but it was a not a long term. In 2014, at the end of what was the bloodiest year since 2001, NATO's international forces ended their combat mission, leaving responsibility for security to the Afghan army. So it was at, at a point we were funding them, funding them, backed away, but. Underhand, it just tells you right here for the past one that the U.S. government. See, they don't, they play so many games with you in the media. They make you seem like, oh, we're going to fight. Same thing with uh, 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 the guy that got killed that even started the uh, the Afghan war, Bin Laden. This yeah. guy was already a part of the American um, army over here fighting with us. And then I said, but America makes it seem like uh, the bad guy, the bad guy, the bad guy. A lot of times these countries are like, yo, Stay out of it. Like, what are you doing? It's, it's the situation now, but we were just saying with, with Vladimir Putin and Russia, like, yo, why y'all trying to throw... Stay out of it. This ain't got nothing to do with what, what we're doing over here. Let our country, let us fight this war. If people... Listen, if people are getting treated certain kind of way, that's not up to America to say, to, to, to get into that. That's not a... I, 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 me personally, I don't feel like... I mean, that's like somebody coming in your house telling you how to run your household. It's up to those little regimes that 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 build up an army, build up an army to take them down. That's what ends up happening. I said that's a you gotta let that that naturally be. But if you're trying to get resources, that's the only thing you the relationships we should be having is resources. We need resources to better our people. But you think about this, it's not about resources, it's about a power. It becomes about I want to conquer you. I yeah. want to be number one. So that's what the you know the, the fight becomes. And and will fund anybody, doesn't matter what kind of morals those individual group that yeah. the morals that that group has. I mean, and that's what we're seeing in Ukraine right now. Obama, Bin Laden, uh, Biden, and Clinton uh, paid millions and millions of dollars for a coup to happen in Ukraine, and they funded neo-Nazi groups to do it. Mm. Mm, let's get into that. I like that. That's that. Yeah. Get... And so basically in Ukraine, there's a huge, it, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, you know, here's an article. I'm just, if you just Google uh, neo-Nazis in Ukraine, you'll see, I mean, it says U Ukraine's a playground for white supremacy extremists. Um, the report warns and, you know, it goes through and just talks about all the different, um, like neo-Nazi groups that are in um, Ukraine is attract, uh, attracted around 17,000 foreign fighters from over 50 countries, the vast majority from Russia. Of the 2,000 odd non-Russian foreign fighters, around 35 are American, says a new report from the Sofin Central, a security think tank. So that basically this war has been going on and, and this is what Putin's been saying is these troops, these white supremacist groups and these, mm -hmm. these, um, you know, basically they're, they're not real troops. They're just higher goons. Yeah. Higher goons. That, that America has funded. They're killing Russians. Russians have not attacked anything. They more Russians have died underneath these the the neo-nazi and these um really extremist groups 
who are fight who ha- who feel like they have to fight against Russia, they're killing the Russians. Mm. But Russia hasn't attacked because they know, um, and that's see they were about to, and if you if you you remember the the rhetoric, right? Yep. Remember, I always say you know um, facts over rhetoric, right? All the time, facts over rhetoric, mm-hmm. and when when. Trump was about to get in, um, they were, it was in the election year, and there was a question, who is the number one um, enemy of America, and who, how would you handle it? Clinton, all the Democrats made it seem that Russia is our number one um, person. Then it was um, North Korea. But they never said anything about China. They didn't bad talk China. When Trump got up on stage, he said China's our number one. Mm. Russia is is powerless. We just trump him up and make him seem like he's powerful. But he has. They have no resources over there. We they've they're sanctioned to the to the point where they can't even attack anything. And if they did, those missiles are so expensive. They would it, they would throw an attack down. They won't be able to back it up, <laughs> you know. So all of their stuff is out out of date, and mm-hmm. and but we continue to to believe this narrative that that Russia and Putin is the number the world's worst person. Meanwhile, China is taking over the world slowly but surely. Yeah, and they knew that, and so they they tried. So when Trump came in office, it was like, yo, I, me and Putin are me and Putin. We understand each other. Like you said, power understands power, right? <laughs> leaders understand leaders. When you're a true leader, leader another leader is going to respect that. Naturally, yeah. Naturally. So we didn't hear nothing from Russia. And actually, it's funny because as much as they tried to put more uh, the slogan, like the Russians helped Trump get in power, um, the Russians, um, Russia and Trump are in bed together. I mean, you all of the headlines. Russia, I mean, Trump gave Russia the hardest and the most strict um, sanctions of any president. And him and Putin were still cool. Yes. He, man. And they won't even say that. <laughs> But and that's why a lot of people are saying a lot of people that are really looking at this from a bird's eye view, how it started in 2014, 13, and how it's ending right now. Some people are saying this is all a play to get rid of the central bank system. It is. And the reason why is because Europe needs russia they can't survive without them Mm -hmm. as much as as much as um biden talks bad about russia and they're going to sanction they're going to do this they're going to do that we have no oil (laughs) russia is the number one of the biggest oil suppliers in the world Mm -hmm. and so our gas prices are steadily going up because we picked a fight we're picking a fight with the number one oil um, uh, supplier in the world. And w- remember when Biden said, oh, 
we're gonna get all get the gas prices down. Yeah. Remember that? And so remember it rose real high and then it dropped for a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah, it was cool for a while, but then now it's just but do you know what he did? What was it? He tapped into our reserves. So all he did was use our reserve oil um supply to flood our market so that the prices went down for a little bit. So the the oil reserves that we keep as a country, those are there in case we go to war, something happens to the supply, whatever it is, you know, mostly it's it's some kind of world event. Yeah. Right? Yep. That we would have enough oil that we could live off of um, that, well, at least the government could go to war with. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't yeah. go to war without without gas. Um, so Biden tapped into that. And that's why the prices went down. But but we can't continue to tap into that. And he knows it. So now we have this battle between Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then the country that probably the worst, uh, one of the worst enemies of America is Iran. And Iran has a huge oil. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I was reading about that recently about Iran. Yep. So now all the sanctions that um, we put on Iran because they were trying to send missiles and, and basically blow up Israel, which are our allies in the Midwest, in mm-hmm. the Middle East, whether you like Israel or not, they help us, we help them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually obligated in a way to, to protect them. Yeah. But not only was Iran doing that, Iran was the ones who were causing all the issues in, um, uh, what's that other country? Um <sighs> Oh man, it's down by the by the water down there. Um, and they had that big bomb. Um, not a is it not Hiroshima? Not not uh, you talk about Chernobyl? No, Chernobyl is actually in in the that's that's Russia and that that yeah. was a but this um where the supervisor um Ali is from Lebanon. Lebanon, that's it. Lebanon. So mm-hmm. Iran was taking over Lebanon. They were he, they were slowly starting to take over all these countries um, in the Middle East mm-hmm. by pro, by these proxy wars. And that's why we've always pushed up Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia was our allies and we allowed Saudi Arabia to battle Iran. Yeah, they, yeah. That's, that, but what, that, well, that's the situation they're having right now. That uh, Saudi Arabia and... Um... Well, they're, they're actually saying that they're funding that uh yeah. that, that they're having with the other country, you know. So, you know, it, it's all all of the conflicts that we're seeing is all tied to horrible foreign policy that came through President Obama's cabinet through, and Hillary Clinton went and 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 took care of it. He basically Hillary Clinton was the central banks. Um, lynchmen. If you think of all the countries that they took out mm-hmm. during Obama's um, career, tenure, they took out Libya. Why did they take out Libya? Because Libya was about to go off of the dollar system, the fiat system, and say, why are we selling our oil in dollars? 
Let's sell it in gold. <laughs> yeah. A gold back currency because they had all the gold. And he was trying to get all the African countries that had the largest gold, gold. supply in the world. Yep. Say, we don't need these Europeans to take our money. We don't need to buy oil yeah. in, in, in dollars. But at that moment, it would have crumbled the central bank system. And, and the central bank didn't have a backup. Now, the central bank, with the Great Reset Plan, has a backup. And what we're seeing is two races. We're seeing a race for the central bank system to go to a one-world government, a one-world currency, uh -huh. and a Great Reset. And then we're seeing a group of people that really, we don't know who it is, but we see the events happening, and we're like, some there's another entity in this Somewhere. in this world yep. that are fighting for the people for for the survival of the everyday people and a lot of people believe that Trump is connected to that and that's why he has so many followers still today is because the things he put into place doesn't didn't make sense while he was doing it but right now it now does you, now you see now you see why we 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 created our own oil and, and our surplus was up. Now you see why we were we we calmed down with with Russia and we sanctioned them and got to know Russia because we realized that the the central banking system and all of the corrupt deep state basically went into Ukraine and and created banks. They mm -hmm. created gas companies. I mean, right now, um, I don't need to talk so much. So no, that's good. If you no, want to come in, in right no. now, Biden's son, <laughs> Mitch Romney's son, uh -huh. Pelosi's son, and John Kerry's son are all on the board of directors for energy companies doing business in Ukraine. Mm, see, the public didn't know that. See, you only get it here on Truth Exists. That is freaking crazy. How is that? See, but that was the article I was just looking at where they say a lot of political, you know, people, Trump kids, possibly either. They all have little positions in certain areas, but certain kids have strategic positionings for certain reasons. Exactly. And it's Trump's. Well, I guess Trump's son-in-law. He he helped with a lot of policy, foreign mm -hmm. policies. A lot of people didn't think he was the right person to, to go about it, but Trump's foreign policy, they didn't have one war in four years. Yeah, see? And eliminated, they were on their way out of Afghanistan, but they were going to do it a lot different than what Biden did. But if you think about it, what Obama allowed to happen was they funded these, these coups and mm -hmm. then immediately put in their family members into areas where they would be in, they would have influence over the the energy so not only these companies they were energy companies uh, Burisma and some of the other ones but they placed strategically people into the government that released um like to get a uh what's it called like to dig up oil, you have you have to have certificates. You got to be. It's got to be looked at. It's got to be. Mm -hmm. So 
So they put people in those places that they could basically get the okay to dig up whatever they wanted in Ukraine, which Ukraine is one of the richest in minerals. I mean, they're like, when I, I, I can't find the, the, the list. I thought I saved it. There was, I mean, when I, I said, I, I just Googled um, list of, of um, minerals and, and or um, resources in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And something like 30, 30, there was a list of 30 things that they were at least the top five in the world. In. Yeah, I've seen that list on Twitter as well. And, and, yeah. and I can't find where I had it. Um, I've been looking for it since I've been on the podcast but yeah I, 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 I was trying to look for some stuff too yeah i, I, I know it. So, you know these people that we think are for us right they they basically funded a group of people who if if they were in america if a white supremacist group tried to overthrow the government in america what do you think would happen and the government supports that <laughs> <laughs> How is a black president supporting a white supremacist group? <laughs> no, see that, but <clears throat> pardon me, but that goes to show you how deep how deep this this thing runs. So you think the bloodline and all that is it, it, it's only reserved to uh, Queen Elizabeth and them? No, 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 no. That that's a world thing. Yeah. That's something that's like listen. Nobody gets into these positions by happenstance. That's why Trump had the vitriol and the hate that he had because he came in. It it, it was kind of like a. I always relate things to sports. It was kind of like the underdog that happened to win the game, and then but the but the, the Vegas had the odds so crazy. Like there's no way this team could come in there and, and just win. Like yeah. they, they were going to get dominated. See, Trump came in, boom, spoiled the plans of a lot of different. So everybody had to really. That's why the, the, the stronghold and the in the in, in, in the pressure that Trump felt was so crazy because they allowed it. I said, now you talk to people about politics. Now nobody wants to talk about it. And nobody wants to talk about exactly. It. Nobody wants to talk about you know <laughs> um, how Hillary Clinton is. I mean, basically, right now the proof that's coming out is Hillary Clinton, Obama, and Biden all paid for and supported knew exactly that Trump had no ties to Russia and they tried to impeach him on it. Mm. Twice. The evidence. Twice, but but the first time, actually the first the second time he tried, they remember they tried to get him, they tried to impeach him because he called it was a Ukraine and he was they were trying to he was talking to the Ukrainian president. That was the second time he um he yeah, was, they, yeah, but they try to they try to put it in a way that oh he's trying to backdoor uh, uh, America through something. And it's like no, I'm actually building real relationships. Like, see, yeah. that's not you know I knew it was a problem. How this is all stands out so crazy when Trump got into office that first week or whatever, and he he, he picked up the phone and started calling. They was mad because he was calling the people from the phone. Yeah. Like, why do I have to make a big announcement that I'm going over here to meet with this? I could call my all of these guys on the phone. We could have even back then we could Skype. <laughs> I could Skype and have Vladimir put everybody on the screen. We all on the screen and we make these decisions. We don't have to make a big appearance. Oh, I'm over here in this country seat. But Trump did both plays. But he yeah. got so much hate and craziness 
when he did like what president just caused that's not a professional that's not something the president is not presidential everything he did was always laid to uh he's not presidential it's because you're running off a template and he came in there and spoiled yeah. that, that 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 template that you're trying to, he came in and said yo what's going on y'all getting too crazy for the people what yeah. happened to I, see and not to get too far off but i said america is the way it is because i said we don't allow the small mom and pop shops we don't allow for real competition anymore you know i'm in a position to get in my arm um, to possibly probably get another car within the next few weeks but I said, when I look at it, I said, there's no smaller dealership I can go to and get a real good deal. The best people is CarMax and Carvana. They're the number one in doing, you know how much they offer me for my, my truck is worth 19000 Jeff, right? Yeah. You know, I went to CarMax. I looked them up and everything. They're, they offered me $21,000 cash to pay for my truck and everything. Yeah. I said, so I said, oh, that's great. You know what I'm saying? But we, we but you can't get something else. <laughs> yeah, but I, I said, but see, that's great for that company, CarMax and Carvana, to be that great. But I said, but what happens to the dealership over there on Lyle? They have the same type of opportunities in place, too, but they don't have as strong of a pull as you have. Yeah. And that's where I said we get crushed in the real world because it's like, yo, where are these, the, the resources, where can anybody really, you know, benefit and really become something? I said, nah, we, it, it's always going to be like that, but it always goes back to Trump. And why he was the, and he's left the effect that he did because, bro, he was getting you back to that point where America first, the the, the regular man and woman, you can build your way up, you can really win in this economy. But now we're, you see where we are today. And I said this war, people looking at it and making jokes and things about it. I heard Joe Biden joking about sending Chief Keith over there to fight the war. And I said, okay, y'all want to make jokes, but I said this is really going to affect the people. I said, yeah. look at minimum wage, $15. You know how high the food is here now? Look at the gas. Everything is high. I said, I said, it was, yo, y'all been talking about $15 for the last five years and was still raising the food back then. I said, look at, look at where it is now. And remember, we, we did an episode on what's going to happen when the minimum wage rises. Everything else goes up. So you don't, you just get the sense that you basically got a pay raise <laughs> you know you get to see 15 dollars on your paycheck but when you start to pay out your pocket for all the monthly um expenses you ain't you're not seeing it not at all and i remember having conversations with people who were upset like yo 15 you know that's all and i'm like i'm like yo i'm telling you you know i i hate i hate to be the one to tell you that minimum wage was never ever there for you to live <laughs> Not a, not a livable wage. That, it's not, it never was supposed to be a livable wage. Yeah, right. And and that's hard for people to understand because they're stuck in in that job and they yep. they've got expenses and they got families and babies and whatever. But um, but the thing is, the people that benefit from those wage um jumps and and those high minimum wage are the big companies. Exactly what you're telling telling me. Basically, you look at the big time, um, uh, like automobile sales, like yeah. Automax and all that. Yeah. But Walmart's, they're, they're blasting out money. Amazon, all these other companies yeah. that are that are big conglomerates. Home Depot. You think Home Depot's having a problem? No. Paying their people fifteen dollars an hour plus making money. 
listen, I, I, I watched uh, uh shout out the Hotep Jesus on this one, but he shared an article the other day about Apple. Listen, he said, How much on hand cash do you think Apple has? And that's mm -hmm. on hand cash saying I could just do whatever with it. This yeah. is money that we have in reserve to do whatever. When he pulled it up, these people have 350 billion. Whoa. And, and, and just on hand cash to where they can just go to any anywhere and say, Here you go. Here you go. Want, I yeah, could buy up anything. Any technology they want, they could buy it up. <laughs> see, that's see, I said that's that's too crazy. But I said I, you know, I, I actually looked into some Apple stuff. Apple is very they're 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 deep, man. I said how they run their products, how they, they I said they're very extensive, but to be that powerful, I said, and you want to talk about world hunger. I said, stop. I said, we're not being realistic. Somebody okay. has to lose. See, that's the whole thing that's messed up. It's like somebody has to lose. I said, why? And it's, and it's never, the winners are never the ordinary. The consumers. The consumers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I just saw a cop on TikTok. And I don't know if this is real, but he it looked like he he was, you know, he said he was a cop or maybe he was retired. I think he said he was a retired cop. He said, for all y'all um, Android users out there, oh, please don't do your dirt um, selling drugs, going out in the street, doing all your dirt with an Android. He said, do you know that we have, we, to jump on an Android account is easier than jumping on a social media account. <laughs> See? he said he mm. said but if you know what you're doing you should get an apple because we can't go into an apple yeah the encryptions. yeah apple. it's all encrypted yep. yep so they can't they can't get any evidence from an apple but they can mm. get all the evidence they want from you know from an android and apple's been in court for that i think they've been had some serious cases yeah they tried to we... lock them up they i mean they yeah, tried they, to apple said nah i can't nah it's not a that's, that that that's our standard. Like that's that's what yeah. makes it happen. Like, we exactly. start to you. Do you be, <laughs> you know? But you yeah, know, know, we 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 always be are able to 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 pick a a topic and be able to connect these topics all the way down to the to the might new, you know, everyday man and woman yeah. work and and how that affects us. I said this war right now and actually giving people. A background of what's really taking place with Obama, Hillary Clinton, and everybody um, else—a part of this crew—that's uh, you know, kind of put this in position through, like you said, through their uh, foreign relation policies and things like that, and putting their family members and friends to nepotism um, in certain positions to be able to, you know, create what we call a coup and and and, and cause what we what we're seeing here today. But I just want to help the, the the everyday man or woman and an American. In America, you know, and people around the world, but most of our listeners are come from around the world, actually, in other countries. So we definitely respect y'all continuing to listen. But we just want to say here, you know, coming from America, that we feel that, you know, your plight is just as real as some of our plight here. And, you know, you are feeling certain things from your government and your 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 uh, community that you feel that's, uh, you know, going to hurt you in your future. And it's not helping you right now. But I think collectively we can all say that uh, uh, America as a whole getting into foreign relationships and doing it not to, to benefit people like us 
it, it, it's it's hurting us because they're getting over there. It's a it's it's a power game, like we said. It's a, just a chess match, and they're just playing with the everyday man and woman, like collapsing the economy. Like we look at sanctions, sanctions. And so I said, but they're they're actually going to be hurting people in that economy. Like their price, their their economy is going to collapse, and they're going to be hurting. I mean. Yeah. The, the effects we we'll look at that and say okay it's okay to do that to them but i said we don't understand war we'll say oh we're going over here to protect the people but i said america gets you so confused in what position that they're really taking and i'm just here to let y'all know that the position that i feel that america takes is a is a it's it's not a a, a one that helps the people at all it doesn't benefit people here or people in the other countries it's all about power and, and and maintaining that power over people and just and, and just standards and names and stuff i mean there's no real reasoning why people should like, like we just said apple has 300 million dollars billion billion with a b and on it in cash i mean two billion to fix world hunger i mean in the united states i mean that that's nothing yeah. you know what i'm saying and it, it's just it gets me upset and these are the conversations are interesting that we have because we just try to highlight and magnify what's happening in these different areas within our life when it comes to politics, when it comes to decision-making legislation, um, who's being um, put into office in all these different areas. It just makes it real frustrating though, that we, that we, it's like that cat and mouse game. We, we're constantly, okay, it's over here now. Okay. Now it's over there. Now it's over here. <laughs> you know yeah, and then we never get the full truth because of, of the media part of it. So yeah, we get yeah. a glimpse of, is this good? Is it bad? Is it, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of Americans are are, are thinking, you know, Russia's invading um, Ukraine and Russia's bad. Ukraine is good. And, and we got to support Ukraine. Now I'm not saying that we, who we support, you know, yeah. but I'll tell you uh, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of rumors going around, but today they, it just came out. Um, the rumors were that all of the um, missile launches that Russia actually um, did launch and blew up, all of those strikes were strategic and they were all bio labs that Americans helped fund and created. Mm. And so that was um, that was a rumor. And um, the rumors were coming because people were hitting uh doing go, go uh google earth yeah and, uh, and finding where the explosions were and then on the map it was telling you telling them what was in that area and so i guess 11 seven of the 11 bio labs were hit um and and so but we didn't but no press government didn't say anything but right now u.s officials just came out and said russian invasion of ukraine risk the release of dangerous pathogens that just came out today february 20 25th right today's the 25th no today's no. the 20th oh okay so it came out a couple days ago so mm -hmm. rush russian invasion of ukraine may put a risk um at risk a network of u.s linked labs in ukraine that work on dangerous pa pathogens so they're emitting that not only do they have dangerous pathogens going on in in China, in Wuhan, that is not they're not supposed to do. Now they have it 
behind the scenes in Ukraine, and we never knew that. Yeah. That, and I'm looking at the article right here. It's, the labs are not uh, bioweapon facilities. The U.S. government maintains that they are public and animal health labs operated by host countries, although a long-running Russian disinformation campaign has painted a picture of the network of the U.S. military labs in Ukraine, Georgia, and other former Soviet republics involved in bioweapons or risky research. Pope said that the labs conduct peaceful scientific research and disease surveillance. Outside experts have also said Pope's program is not a covert bioweapons operation. So they're trying to say it's not that, it's they, they, not. that they are working on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, some people were saying they were bio bioweapons, but it doesn't no. matter what. They also said that Wuhan wasn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that's the, yep. You know, yep. but they're admitting that hitting that could cause pathogens to go out into the public and and hurt them. So, well, but it says the pathogens, which uh, cooperate our our threat reduction program labs, our work are generally kept frozen, so they yeah. can't and become infectious. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> they tell you that now, and they're like, "Oh no, there's." A disease that we thought was, and then people be going crazy. But they'll use that as another distraction to the cat and mouse situation again. So, but hopefully, you know, you know that doesn't, <laughs> you know, come about. I can't. I, they talk about taking off the masks here Wednesday officially for schools as well. We already uh, got the masks off, uh, you know, just in in general public. But uh, now they're saying the schools are going to be taking the masks off officially. Yeah. So that's kind of a positive note. You get. Back to some normalcy. Well, I think it's really affecting our kids, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it my, is. I mean, my kids. The only thing that we have to down here, we have to wear. They have to wear masks is on the bus because the buses are federally funded. Yeah. So you have to wear the uh, mask on the bus, but as soon as you get to school, you don't have to, unless they had somebody sick in class, and then they'll all they'll mask up for a couple days, and and then but. We haven't had too many of those. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So. That's how it is. That, like I think same here. Certain federal places, like the hospitals, still wear a mask. But. but you know, and then see, this is a whole other thing. So much stuff is coming out that people aren't even. We're talking about Ukraine, and they're talking about. Uh, it just came out that um, they know for a fact that um, I just posted the article um, the other day on our TikTok account mm -hmm. that um, scientists are saying that now that we're done with um, <laughs> COVID, we need to detox ourselves from the spike protein because the spike protein is dangerous. Oh my God, see? <laughs> so they're coming up with a detox program to detox the world, basically. <laughs> because they know basically the shot didn't work. Exactly, man. And all it did was shoot us up with spike proteins that are connecting to major area, like major um, tissue in our bodies, and uh, and causing inflammation in in those tissue cells, like our hearts, brains, um, stomach, yeah. liver, um, and for women in their uterus, um, all different places. That's crazy, man. That's so, it. There's a lot of information. So this is the time that we should be looking into, you know, yeah, we're talking about Ukraine because it's a, it's a big issue. 
but we should be paying attention to what's coming out in the public now. Um, slow leaks of what actually is going on with um, COVID because we're seeing the end of COVID basically. I don't yeah. know. What is it like in the hospital? Uh, like I said, we just masked. Uh, I think we're down to like two or three people actually. Yeah. <laughs> like it got so crazy. They're, they're opening up 4,800 back again. I just got that news the other day. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, it's, it's starting to get back to and normal. That, I mean, still do the mask, but like it's not all. Uh, well, I, they just announced um, one of the announcements. I know they just said, um, now we've just, uh, COVID um, pandemic is over. Mm-hmm. Now we're just going to have to treat it just like the flu. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Well, so like every year. So they're talking about getting, you know, how you get the flu shot, you'll get probably a, in the in hospital environment and whoever wants it, you'll probably get a blended like a booster shot something. I don't know that it would be a booster, but it would it would be a, basically a guess of what kind of COVID is coming out, just like what kind of um, flu is coming oh, out. Oh, like a strand. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know, so I don't know. I don't know how, you know, it hasn't gone into detail how they're going to do that. But, I mean, if, if COVID continually, I mean, that's why the flu is so prevalent is because we continually give the shots. If we never gave the shots, we would be battling a very weak, uh, a lot weaker flu. Yeah, because we'll be building up the natural a natural immunes, and and who you know whoever dies is dying anyway of the flu. <laughs> right. I mean, really, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it's true. I mean, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people die of the flu every day, every year. Every we day. know that. We know that that happens. Hell yeah, man! It's it's it's, it's this natural, but they yeah. they they run to use the propaganda to. To try to scare you, you know, but we ain't. Exactly, we ain't, yeah. I mean, the month before COVID in Monroe County, 30 people died of um, the flu. Right before COVID hit, 30 mm. people that month, 30 people died. Wow. See, <laughs> 30. And That's... when we and we were getting the reports, you know, there, there was very few months that 30 people died in Monroe of, of COVID. Oh, see? But, you know, it happened. But you look at the age of those people, too, or you look at the Yeah, previous- exactly. They, they were all 65 and higher. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be all nonchalant about it, but, you know, you got to really look at the facts of it. Like, man, if you're maintaining your health, doing the best, I mean, which you should. We should be pushing health first, you know, but, yeah. you know, if you're maintaining yourself, you know, as best you can, you can't be out here you know, being crazy with your habits, but for the yeah, most so, part, like I said, and like a like a wrap up. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to no, close up that no, I would. I would just uh, the only thing I would like to tell the the our listeners is you know thank you for your support. Come check us out on all our um, social media accounts. Um, we got TikTok all underneath. Um, Truth exists. We got Instagram. We got. Um, What's the other ones? Uh, yeah, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, TikTok, and um, Truth Social, and Truth Social. Yep, and check Truth Social out. It's 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 growing. It's it's growing into um, a, a a place where people are just free to say whatever. I went on it right before we went there, and I'm seeing a lot 
um, I, I had a discussion with you earlier about how, how most of it was just kind of Trump supporters. And, mm-hmm. um, but I went back on there um, this morning after I talked to you and right away, um, a whole nother genres were, have been popping up. So the more people that get on it, I think what happened was it was the Trump supporters that they hit that, that base first. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the emails and, and certain whoever was on um, Gab, uh, you know, Gab. Oh, Gab and um, Rumble and what's the oh, yeah. other one that I'm on? Um, oh, and Telegram. So Telegram, um, all of the people that I follow on Telegram, they they put up the link to sign up early. And that's how I got on. Oh, got you. Got so you. I signed up um, almost um, three or four months ago. So. Yes. And like I was saying, I, I, I let the people know, I was trying to get on recently. And then, like I said, kind of uh, making it a little difficult. But like uh, somebody was saying, you know, the server, you know, they're, you're getting such a high influx of people trying to get on at once. I mean, they're still working on some little kinks in the background but i said as it as it continues to grow and you know the 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 want and the need for it is there (laughs) yeah and and it's a decent app i mean it's not anything new or or you know like it's not a new style i mean it's kind of like a mixture between twitter instagram and um and facebook i guess gotcha you know so that's all right people all right man Appreciate that, man. Good talk, Jeff. Until we meet next week. Peace. Peace.